0: Hello ladies Mm -hmm. and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast brought to you by We Are Cavan. On today's show, we have a jam-packed show for you. We're going to hear from the recently awarded uh, two Cavan players who made the 20 under-20s for 2022. That's Keen Riley and Dara Lovett. We'll also be looking ahead to the All-County Football League resumption. Um, Paul... Uh, Fitzpatrick, sports editor of the selt will join me for their predictions. I'll be giving my predictions and the coin will probably beat us in, in our predictions as uh, is the quality of our knowledge of Cavan Club football at the moment. But we're going to start off the show um, giving a wee bit of a, a sneak preview under the hood of our our diehards podcast service over on patreon.com forward slash wearecavan Um Looking ahead to the 25th anniversary of Cavan's Ulster Championship success in 1997, Pauvis Patrick caught up with the Cavan manager of the time, Martin McHugh, um, and we'll hear a little bit from Martin here. If you want to hear the full podcast, it's over on patreon.com forward slash wearecavan. An absolutely brilliant, brilliant insight into the mind of the man who brought the Anglo-South Cup back to Cavan.
1: Okay, so I'm delighted to be joined now by a very special guest here on the 25th anniversary of Calvin winning the Ulster Championship in 1997. Never to be forgotten, I think, by a generation of Calvin supporters. It remains the most special day we have had. And I'm delighted to be joined by Martin McHugh, who's the manager, as everyone knows on that occasion, and a, a, a well known visitor and a good friend to Calvin. Martin, thanks for taking the time here. I know you're a busy man.
2: <laughs> I don't know if I've been a busy man, Paul, or right now. I'm honoured to be here. I can never hard. You can never turn down a cabin man if he asks you to do something.
1: <laughs> we'll we, we jump straight into it, Martin, because um, there's a good bit to go through. Uh, I suppose. How did it come about that you that you took over Cavan? Because at the time you were you were not long finished playing with Donegal. Cavan hadn't won a game in a long time, and suddenly you decided to come down and take us
2: over. You must have seen something in Cavan. But how how did the Im- initial approach come about? Well, what happened exactly? Um, I played my last county game actually in Breffney Park against Tyrone and I hurt, actually hurt my me medial ligament that day and went off injured and we got beat that day Donegal anyway and in, in it was an Ulster semi-final and then Brian McEnough who was the manager then stepped down as manager at Donegal so the, so the job came up so I went for the Donegal job uh, probably to do maybe one year as player-manager and i uh, just put a good background team together with me and player manager and everything else but, uh, so, anyway, uh, went for that job, didn't get it, and uh, the next thing I got approached from Brendan Keeney, the cabin chairman, rang me to see, you know, the fact that I was interested in going into management, would be interested in coming to cabin. Now, then a decision to make that, you know, to stop playing football or whatever, because it made me up, I was hoping to play another year at least, because I was just 33 at that time, I thought I might play another year at least, but... I figured out then that, you know, the fact that I went for the job in Donegal and didn't get it. It would be very awkward on me playing and very awkward on the manager, P.G. McGowan, who's managed the team. Like, I suppose if I didn't play well, they'd be saying, oh, he doesn't want to bother playing. And, if I, you know, just an awkward one on everybody. And I thought the best thing to do. I didn't want to finish, you know, I'd finish my career on, you know, I wanted to finish on a reasonably good note as such. And I just thought that, that the best thing to do was, you know, to... For everybody's sake, to pull away from it now. I was disappointed. I was very disappointed not to get the Donegal job at the time because I thought to myself that I could have done a great job. And I thought, I actually believe there were a better bunch of players coming than even the bunch of players that won the All-Ireland. There were a very strong team starting to come. There were a lot of great young footballers. John Duffy and Declan Boyle and these who played that year with me. And, there, and there were, you know, we just had, I felt myself, there was something... Exciting happening in in, in in Donegal at that time, and there were plenty of other good young folks But anyway, it didn't happen. So to so I was one day. I was in Dublin. And I got a phone call from Bren Kenny asking me, and I said, "Look, at, at that time, I probably had no interest in in it, but I I was disappointed at Donegal thing. So I uh, I met Brendan and Kevin that day in the house, and uh, we had a great old talk, discussion, and chat, and everything else. And there was a committee in place, I think, uh, seven, eight Nine man committee or person person committee in place in cabin to pick the manager. So um, then I made a decision. Then look, what, I think I'll go for this anyway. We'll see what happens. There were other people probably in for it as well. So I, I came down to the interview and then I came back down and I said, I don't do the second interview or not. I don't remember right now at the time, but to then to. And then the next thing I came down then and uh, I was offered the job at, at then and I went in and I met the county board. and. You know, we just always say to this day, the county board, the people in the county board, give me a standing ovation that night, and I hadn't, like, I'd managed the club, with my, you know, I no re- had no record at, at at managing, I'd played against Kevin plenty of times, and I just was, it was, you know, and I'll never forget that because the all people didn't put trust in me, and I'd played for so many years for them and everything else, and helped out to train the team at times and everything else, and Kevin put that trust in me, so it was a very emotional time with that him because I just realised I'm back in memory centre wife Patrice I just said this is unbelievable these boys are ready and they don't know what I'm like and they're yeah. putting faith in me and trusting me so I was glad in a way that I could repay that but, uh, but uh, I, I I still to this day can't believe that there. Uh, I thought some of them would be saying well where is this fella, how do we think this fella is going to be, going to be a good manager because some of the cabin players were nearly, well they weren't as old as me but they weren't much younger than me at the time <laughs> and everything else so yeah but so anyway and the rest you know we say it's history after that but and that's did, how it happened. Did Brendan Keeney spell out like, some kind of a vision to you, or how did he sell it to you?
1: Or did they take much selling?
2: No, well, it was the fact that I played against Cavan, as you said, Paul, earlier on. I played games. I knew there were good talent in Cavan. Like, I knew the, the good, good players, the quality of the players. I mean, you take two years before that, we drew in Brefney Park with Cavan and probably should have been beaten that day. And Cavan, we went on to win the All Ireland. So that's where Cavan was at. So, kinda, you know, it wasn't really. The whole thing wasn't. That fair and and was it what year was it nineteen eighty eight? Cavan were in an under twenty one all Ireland final so if, and and I think it was it Ronan and Karen didn't play that they picked had, did his crucial whatever happened and I mean if he had to played you feel that the Cavan would have won that all Ireland so I felt there were a lot of talent in Cavan and knew Cavan was a football mad county I knew that from playing against them and everything else so people sorry to interrupt you Martin people say that but how how do you describe that that football madness that we have. Well, well, the, the way to suppose you describe it at that stage was—I always describe the football managers—that you know, uh, you know, back away back when we when when I started playing, away back onto games, it was nearly all men went to games. But always in Cavan, you know, the women had as much interest in the football as men, and the children, everybody—it was a Gaelic football county. And I always say, I still think that there's more, and I even see to this day there's more passion in Cavan, than even people say Kerry, but I always say, you know, tradition's a big thing, right? I suppose tradition of Cavan away back in the past, and I mean, maybe that tradition was a bit of a burden on, on on their shoulders and everything else. But I think the cabin for a small county is an unbelievable GA county. And, you know, you do see it even with the whole thing, with the occasions in Breffney Park, there with games in Breffney Park. And, you know, I know in my own county don't all love playing in Breffney Park, but the way it's organised and everything. And, you, you know, you go in there and you go into it and they and get, everybody gets a cup of tea and everything else and really well looked after. So it's just, there's, 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 a, there's a great passion for football in cabin. And I know you're going back to, you know, Brendan Keeney that him. You know, selling to me what Kevin was about, and he, you know, we sold the whole thing in a way. You know, you know where I knew myself anyway, and he says, you know, we haven't won a championship game in seven years, but you know, you knew that that wasn't, you know, that you know it didn't make a lot of sense that there, but you know, there was a lot of things, you know, and they were well down at the bottom of Division Three, close enough to that him so. Any time, you, you know, to go over a football county like Cavan, it was a great time to get over. Now, people are talking now about Derry and how good a time it was when you know, we got over go into Derry because, were you no know, they were great football county. There was only one way they were going to go. So Cavan was nearly the same kind of a story because, gee, mad county and mad, mad county. And, uh, you know, and, and, and uh, that way. So it was it was easy enough, sell, but I didn't realise, you know, until I came to Cavan how good the talent was, you know, in Cavan, you know, and when I, when I when I took the job and everything else after that, you know. I couldn't believe it how, how good the talent was. Yeah. I'll tell you a wee great story about but taking the taking the job. I got the job anyway and I had the job and had everything else and I met them that night anyway and so the following week I met Brendan Keeney and I said, Brendan, I need a good man with me now. I need one good man that's gonna look after everything, do everything and make sure that everything's on and I said, I'll leave it with you for a while. You think about it and you come up with a good man because Keeney, shrewd man, and you <laughs> into politics and into different things, you know, and he would he would know what was going on and everything else and and uh so he says to me the following: way He met me. He says, "I have the man for you," and I said, "Great!" He says, "Aye, Mickey the Pound Riley," really. and he says, "But there's only one problem." And I says, "What's that, Brendan? He's fun gale." He says. <laughs> <laughs> so that I think politics was big in Cavan. There used to be a fun gale chairman followed by a Fianna Fail chairman. So that was, but I said, "I ah, know, we we'll not worry about that, Brendan. That'll be we'll we'll grow that, but you're." Luckily he was cute enough to get me and that was the greatest greatest man I ever had by my side. You know, they everything you have five, six people looking after gear and looking after everything know. Mickey did all that in his own that. him and he I rang him every day in the morning, he looked after everything. Now people say that he had a job in telecom and he was time enough to do it and he got <laughs> he got every bit of people to do the work, but anyway else but it was just great, but uh, that was the only problem anyway. That was the only problem we were alright. We're on we're on to a good thing anyway. You can get over politics. Uh, uh,
1: uh, do you remember your first meeting with the team, Martin or, or um you know I presume you sat down with them before you took them out on the training field, and, and did you did you read out home truths or what? Was, how did you get impart your message to them?
2: Yeah, well, first of all, we'd done which was handy enough because I didn't know any football. I didn't know many footballers. I went through and watched. I got a lot of videos and watched football and watched football and I watched a lot of football in Cavan and then had trials, which was a good thing to do just to get me to get to know them and just you know you didn't have to say a while lot then before you picked a panel and everything else. But. It was it was good then, but well, the first time I met, I remember I was nervous, I was training the team myself and everything else that morning, I stayed in the Farnham the night before, came down and just better, I got up and went up to Brefney Park and everything else and, and uh, did the training, I mean, no, no, they, they were dead on, you know, you're we used to, you see, with playing railway cup and different things, you got to know other players and everything else and I suppose i had confidence enough in my own ability and everything else to do it, but it was, it was it was good because every player made themselves available and everything else, and so, Gown, I think we're still in that time we are in the club championship or someone, so their players didn't come in couldn't come in right away, but other than that, everybody was there, so from day one, it was you know it was easy enough. The facilities like Breffney Park's a fabulous facility for everything and 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 you know, look at it now, like sure, you know, there's are as good a facilities as any county has where we see and they're all beside each other, which is great, you know mm-hmm. the training field's there and everything else, and' do more work. so yeah, it was um no it was easy enough and. You know, I kind of look forward to... to, The really thing I looked at was maybe the style of football. It was a bit different to Donegal. People say we do play a slower game and we build up slower and we keep ball and everything else. Where Calvin was more of a kick, you know, there were a kick in County at that time, you know, more so... So, you know, we'd change that a wee bit from the point of view. With the, with the football's moving on, it was important not to get, give away every ball and everything else and to play to our strength and everything else. But, no, the first training session was great and everything else. So a bit of banter and a bit of crack, you know. The likes of the characters were there, you know, Fenton Cows and these boys were always cracking jokes and Paula Dowd. Paula Dowd was a great character altogether, you know, so we had good crack and it was great. Like, the first year was good and then we trained hard. Joe Dunan came in and trained the team, and we did a lot of hard training, good training, and we got ourselves into it. You know, we had to get out of Division 3. I think that was the important thing, the first year, was to get out of Division 3. So we trained hard, and we worked hard for that. And uh, lucky enough, we got a few results that mattered, and we got out of it.
1: And going into the Championship, obviously, Calvin hadn't won a game in seven years. Knockout, no backdoor. Pressure must have been intense. So did did you find the pressure then going in against Antrim in that first game in '95?
2: Yeah, I did. I did, because... The the, the the biggest problem was we first of all you get no information out of Anthem that did it's easier now you getting videos of games and everything else but you get no where Anthem are going and I always knew playing Anthem like in 93 which was only two years before that we were all Ireland champions and we played Anthem in Balbafay in our first game and we beat them 12 points to 9 or 12 points to 10 we just got over the line. so I knew a good a footballer Anthem were so we were yeah I was worried about it because we needed to get over that line we needed to get that first hurdle over and we just you know we and look at there's different ways you do it. <clears throat> it probably wouldn't work in the modern day football, but always remember we made a decision that 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 we're going to try to get a goal and get it early. And we're going to work on a tactic of trying to get a goal. And the first thing we done was um, we got the ball to Peter Riley. And Peter Riley was probably, until Larry came there, he was the fastest thing carrying a ball and the pace he had and everything else. And if you always look, well, look back at that game, you see it. So we got the ball to Peter and then we worked in training where every man stayed and then they moved out of the way to and he went through the middle. And he bagged two goals the first half. And that's what won the game for us. We just worked on it. And Antrim didn't buy the first. They didn't realise the first one. And he bagged the first. A brilliant goal in the second one. And that won the game for us. We won it like five or six points then, But that's what won it for us. So just doing that there. And that was, that definitely, as you say, Paul, took the pressure off. Because we'd won a championship game cabin for the first time. So it was, and it didn't it matter, threat, you know, right? people say Antrim. But it didn't matter who we beat. We needed to win that championship game. And that was, that gave everybody a good lift in the whole county. And it was great support that day with the team and everything else
0: and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. So again, if you want to listen to the whole lot of that interview, um, head on over to patreon.com forward slash wearecarvin and you'll be able to get that and loads of other content. about Calvin GEA including a look ahead to the Calvin ladies taking on Dublin in the opening round of the All-Ireland Senior Football Championship where they take on Dublin on Saturday afternoon I talk with Calvin player Mona Shorten um, in, in the look ahead to that one uh, Paul very very quickly just on the Martin McHugh interview um, I know a few diehards have been in contact with me already about it just inspired and, and awed by by the interview it, It's 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 amazing to think there's 25 years and and yet there's still questions that he's only answering now, you know, as in terms of people have different ideas of what was going on and how it came about. And he answers an awful lot of those questions to you. It was a great interview.
1: Yeah, well, look, I just asked a few questions and he, he just talked because he's a brilliant talker. You see him in the media, like on TV and on radio, like he's brilliant. He's so articulate and he's able to get his point across so well. And he's got a brilliant memory. And there's a genuine warmth there for Cavan, for obviously, from what he achieved in his time with Cavan. So I thought it was very interesting, some of the stuff he explained. The clip we heard there, he talked about how he got the job and where Cavan were coming from. And you know, obviously, he had played against Cavan. And a famous game in 92, the drawing game for, for Donegal. We're lucky to go to Brefney Park with their championship hopes still intact. So he knew those quality there. Um, and then he was surprised when he came in that how, just how much quality there was in the county, but confidence in cabin football was very low. and So uh, you know, he talked briefly there about beating Anstrom in the first round in 95, how important that was. So there's another hour of that interview over on Patreon that, that people might be interested to listen to. So we won't spoil it. Definitely, definitely. I
0: have to say a spoiler alert. I do divulge that this is my favorite interview we've ever done OER, Kevin. I think it's absolutely quality. It, it for somebody of my age, that was such a defining year in in, in in my life, and, and to see underneath the, the hood, to see into the mind of Martin McHugh was was something special. So yeah, definitely worth worth heading on over to Patreon. Here, catch that one. Um I suppose we have to um next congratulate Keen Riley and Dara Lovett. On picking up um, the air grid um, twenty on the twenties for 2022, there's far too many twenties in that that title. <laughs> it's just confusing, but um, yeah, great, great to have Calvin representation on it.
1: Oh, brilliant! Yeah, no, I definitely, really, right. That congratulations to the two lads. Two of my favorite young players in Calvin to watch playing football. Um, obviously, Daryl of it is just so fast and he's one of these players that comes along every now and then that just gets supporters out of their seats um, he's just a natural poacher and he's one of the most exciting players to watch and I, I hope he's so explosive that I hope he can stay fit because sometimes you see players that are so fast that that I don't know is it um, the fast twitch fibres or whatever it is, I'm not a scientist but you do see these really explosive players tend to pick up injuries and stuff, I hope Darren can stay fit because he's got a big future ahead of him and Keane Riley. Thought he's heroic for for your under twenties this year, a natural defender, uh, where is a natural forward, and he's a player that you know he doesn't need a blanket defence in front of him. He can take a, he can mark a really good player and and go man to man, and he's good enough to to do that. And you know he's already played senior championship for Cavan in, in Ulster against their own last year. He's on the senior panel at the minute. I thought he had a really good uh, campaign in the three games for Cavan, uh, watching from a distance. Obviously, he wasn't as close as you were, but. Uh, it's exciting for Killarney, and the fact that one's a forward and one's a back is a big thing for Killarney as well. Because you know, you, you can, if you can get a midfielder in the mix there as well, you've got you can build your team around that. Yeah. So uh, it's exciting times for Killarney now, and surely you'd imagine the breakthrough for Killarney is, is going to come in the next few years because there's waves and waves of players coming. But these two, or, these two are something special.
0: Yeah, without a doubt. Well look at let's hear from the GOI caught up with them a little bit earlier on in the week to, to uh to congratulate them on their awards. I suppose, first and foremost, congratulations on being named one of the top twenty players for the under twenties twenty twenty two football championship by Airgrid. Um a hell of an achievement in your first year at under twenty. How how you how's it settling in to know you're in, in the top twenty in the country? Uh well
3: thanks very much. Uh start off
0: and um, it was a bit of a shock at first but settling in now a bit and I'm just happy that I got it. I suppose if you look back on it it it's um it's a recognition and, and a strange position for me to be asking or, or stating this question and obviously don't mention me but the, the coaches you would have had through Killigarry first and foremost from a, a very young age and then on into St Pats and, and Cav and it's it's a recognition of the work that they've done with you too oh
3: yeah I definitely agree with that one but, um, the work that was done with me uh, on personally in the club and in school and definitely on the county this year would, would have been uh, all a factor to that award there's like there a few days ago, Um the likes of the boys at school would have been fucking the training with me the last six years now, and like that would have been preparation as well as the club training as well. So they're all factors taken against that ward as well as the team as well, you know.
0: I suppose your your father has a big role to play in this as well. He's been coaching you quite a few years with with um, with Killegary. But there's something special happening in Killegarry yourself and Key, and obviously picking up this award. So there's great work going on up in Cruebeny.
3: Ah, yeah. They've been drilling it into us from a young age. And uh, we've a lot to thank for up in the club, but the, the facilities we have up there at the new 4G and just, uh, just the time that the managers take out of their own time to put into, into the club is excellent, like... Hmm.
0: Definitely, definitely is. There's a, there's a nice conveyor belt coming out of Kilgarry at the minute. Tell me this: looking back on last year, the under seventeen. So in 2021, the under seventeens didn't go to plan. A, 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 an exit early in the championship to Formana at the hands of Formana. What were your expectations then coming in to the cabin on the twenties on the back of that? Coming into the twenties, there was a lot of rumours that there wasn't a great
3: team, but. I think I saw a difference that uh, if we actually put the foot to the ground, because the noodles are going to be a few changes after what happened last year with the 20 against Down. So um, I knew there was going to be a few changes, put in place and I knew I wanted to be a part of it because the noodles could have been something, could have been something special there that year, which there was. Like.
0: And did you did you expect to make the jump up straight away in year one to 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 make a starting place? Oh
3: no, I wouldn't have expected that
0: at all, I just went in and went in for, I think it was a few trial games and I just, uh, just impressed, must have impressed. Yeah, you did, you definitely did, <laughs> there's no doubt about it. You told me after, um, I think it was the Armagh game, that that was the first competitive game you, you'd ever won in a Cavan jersey, Is, was that something that weighed on your mind?
3: Yeah, I was thinking about it the whole way home from Temple that evening. That uh, that was the first actual competitive game I would won in the Cabin jersey, probably that was my third year playing Cabin football. And uh, it was a good feeling like and once you get the tape for that feeling, you know, you want more like, you
0: know. Yeah, definitely. Look, look looking at the year overall, obviously it's it ended up in defeating the Ulster final, but what's what are the take home memories from Twenty
3: twenty two at on the twenty level. Uh definitely. Um, reaching even beating Monaghan in that first quarter final, that was just as, as exciting as beating Derry in the semi because no one gave us a chance in that quarter final, and then to go on and beat Derry in the semi was even more, even more of an achievement. Like,
1: and then um,
3: obviously getting to the final and season by such a short margin.
0: Um, I think everyone can say that we've like, done ourselves proud this year. Yeah. Looking at Tyrone going on, lifting the the All-Ireland title and, and doing it quite comfortably, really, everybody seems to have different emotions around that. Are you happy Tyrone won it, or or is it that a, a bit of a sickening feeling that Tyrone won it and, and you were so close to them?
3: Uh, listen, I knew myself that if we had a done maybe few other teams right in the final, just a few silly mistakes and stuff like that that we could have bet own But listen, I'm not in fight about Tyrone winning it. They're a good team. And um I would have rather seen own go on and win it because I know what that means if they went on and win it, that means that we could have done it as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think I'm in the same boat as you on that one. Tell me this. There's there's talk obviously uh, around at the moment in the GA they're, they're going to be looking through underage structures um. and one of the proposals or the proposal that the GA brought in to the Congress back at the start of the year was to amalgamate both minor and under 20 into one competition being a player that has come and played both levels what what's your thoughts on on the reduction of competitions at underage inter-county level
3: um I think a lot of, like for a lot of players coming out of minor, the jump from up to under twenty is a big step, and uh, I think there should be another sort of age group, maybe and under 19, there was an under nineteen, those talking under nineteen competition, um, for having just to say just to keep boys in the loop and keep them active, like because you don't want them just staying with the club, and if they're going up to senior and they're not getting game time. You want them doing some sort of training and getting games and stuff like that. So, personally, I think there should be another sort of underage county competition in between minor and under-20 level, if you ask me now.
0: OK, so a tournament competition, essentially, would be...
3: Yeah, even if it wasn't a competitive competition, but uh, just something to keep boys that are coming out of minor that can't make an under-20 county team just to keep them in the loop, like... Yeah.
0: Yeah, you're, you're you're right because the the drop off from 17s exactly. going to twenty. There was what was there, six of you guys in on the under on the twenty squad this year from last year's under seventeen. So you were missing probably 25, 26 players that that were on the, the squad which was last year, so they've yeah, they've missed out on you. that development. What's what's your goals for the future? So you've first year stepped up, um done well at, at county on the twenty level. Um, what's, what's the immediate goals for you now?
3: Um, start training again back with the, on the 2020. I'm going to work again now for next year. Hopefully we'll get back to the ultra-final. But this time, hopefully we'll win it now. Good man. That'll be the make-up. Hopefully, if we get close in the club, we'll be looking to make a, a senior
0: 20-final now. Good stuff. Good stuff. Lots of ambition there. You're you're, you're taking all the boxes. Here's the biggest question of all now. So yourself and Key and both picked up the award, but who's better? I think I'd have to
3: take that one then.
0: <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm I'm interviewing Key now in a few minutes' time, so we'll see if he if he agrees with you. <laughs> <laughs> deadly, deadly, lovely. That's brilliant. Thanks, Dara. No water. And firstly, congratulations! Named one of the top twenty players for this year's Under Twenty Football Championship. It's it's a hell of an honour.
3: Yeah, after looking, it's a, it's a, it's nice to get a bit of recognition. Uh, of course, the early in the week. it Would have be nice to obviously uh, win win the competition out? But um, yeah, it's 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 nice to get actually. Right, sure.
0: Yeah, the um, I, I I finished off when I was talking to Dara by asking him. And I, I know you're going to know what his answer was But two Kiligary lads Picking up the awards Two lads who've come through St. Pat's as well uh, But who's, who's the better between the two of you?
3: Well I'm, I'm sure I know Darr's answer too <laughs> to that But uh, look at uh, Darr's young Especially I, I don't think I was, I was, there, so that, now that, I was that young So uh, Especially with a player with, with two more years left In on the uh, 20 to, to collect the award uh, for him It's obviously big but um, I looking at and I'm
0: not, I'm not dampening his <laughs> He's 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 definitely looking 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 forward anyway to to becoming bigger and better again. Looking back on it, as I mentioned, there are some paths. Obviously, Calvin through underage and Kilgarri. There's something special going on in Kilgarri. The, the coaching ha- has obviously stepped up massively in the last decade up in Kilgarri because every county team seems to have a litter of Kilgarri pups coming through.
3: Yeah, no, definitely. Um, no, without without a doubt, like the work being done uh, at underage level in Kilgarri is uh, art, it's great to see. Like even being up there to pitch on a on a Saturday morning and the place flooded with under sixes, under 8s under tens, uh, the whole way up, and like coming through the system. We say in Kilgarri, you know, it, it uh it was fairly well ran. Like you know, I would have had Frankie Lovas, Frank Moody, Parkan, and them lads the whole way up, along with a lot of other coaches. And you know, you learn you learn something different from every coach. So. Uh, no, definitely, the work being done is it's uh, brilliant. And, um, you know, it's only going to get better, I
0: think. Last year, obviously, you missed out on your, your, your on the 20s through horrible fixture um, making by the Ulster Council, unfortunately. But what were your expectations coming into this year's on the 20s? Yeah, I suppose, last year I wasn't
3: able to play um, because it was with the seniors. But um, coming into this year, like, you didn't really know what to expect. Uh, I know we had a good group of players there, um, and we just we kind of adapted the mentality of just working hard. Um, as I say, coming up against Monaghan in the first round, you know, Monaghan were probably favourites at the time because they won uh, the minor in, the, in that age, but uh, no, you know, we went out, you know, we kind of played played freely, uh, didn't really care, um, we, were, we were being rolled off and into a lot of games and stuff like that, which we were probably happy with.
0: But uh, no, as I say, hard work beats talent, and uh, I think we showed that. So, um, yeah. What then were your thoughts, knowing and, and seeing how close you were to to beating Tyrone when they won the All Ireland afterwards? everybody seems to have different opinions on this, whether they're happy that Tyrone won it or annoyed that Tyrone won it. Yeah,
3: personally, you know, I, f- I probably would have been annoyed. Like it's a, it's a tough it's a tough pill to swallow. Uh, coming that close, you know, to winning, uh, obviously, you know, in the final, you know, be losing by one point, it's, it's tough to take, no matter what sort of game it is, but especially in the final, uh, and then to see Throne go on, and, you know, to beat, beat, beat one, one, one country in the semi, and, and in the final two, it, it, it was hard to watch, Um just you know, you, it's hard not to think, you know, that could have been us if we if we had to got over them but look fair played at them. Um, they went on and won it and um, yeah.
0: What are the big takeaways? What what do you take away from this year's on the twenties?
3: Uh, well I suppose um it was just it was just good to nearly get get form back. You know, we would have been struggling sort of a bit of a form but what to away with it was just that, you know, probably for the next year or the next group coming up with on the twenties like um, you know they, they should be going to that competition you know the same way we went in you know not, not giving a care about anyone else but themselves um, you know as I said the same goal you have to lose them to win one so I'd hopefully think that them boys will go on and, and uh, you know finish the unfinished business as such Yeah, the,
0: the, I was saying to Dara that last February or January, February day, the, the GA brought forward a proposal to amalgamate minor and an under 20s into another a single underage inter-county competition. You've you were on the Cavan minors for two years. You've been on the under 20s now for for three years essentially, um, and progressed into senior. What's your thoughts on on reducing the number of underage competitions?
3: Uh, yeah, to be honest, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be in agreement with it at all. Like, kind of takes red line, like from the from the minor competition. Uh, like you know, growing up, you know, all you want to do is play with Calvin and such. And you know, them lads, even the minor a great team there, and they're lucky. And you know, they're getting the recognition for their age group. And then to go on into under twenty, but like to step up in, in physicality and stuff like that is massive. Like even my first year on the, on the 20s, I would have would have thought that this uh, step up in physicality wise was big.
0: Uh, so even for that reason I don't think it'd make much sense but um yeah, I, I don't I don't know, it's a it's a, it's a tricky one to answer. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's looking they'll hopefully come up with the right answer anyway. I th- I think the the jump from each stage is is big at the moment and if you reduced it down with less steps the jump is going to be harder to make for, for a lot of players but um, that's kind of a personal opinion. Looking forward now you're, you're at the other end of the scale as you mentioned earlier to Dara who is he's only starting his under 20 career you're, you're moving on um, your final year so what's what's the future what's the goals for you in the future?
3: the goal is obviously, you know, continue playing with Calvin, continue playing with the club, and um, you know, obviously we're, we're, we're going well in, in the Tayside Cup at the moment, and, and hopefully we can get a result this Sunday. But um, look at the goals in the future. Obviously, you know, if you kill a Gary there, it's uh, it, it's very big for me. So, you know, we'll we we'll, we'll look forward to this year's championship. Obviously, you know, we'll take every game as it comes. But the main goal in life is to hopefully win that senior championship one day, and hopefully that happens in a, in a couple of years. Very
0: good. Okay. thanks very much. Congratulations again. Thanks very much, David. OK, so it's uh, prediction time. The time of the week that both myself and Paul dread because we're, our nets are going on the line and more often than not, they're being shaven. And and really, real close, but we we let off last weekend. No predictions to call, so I'm I'm claiming eighteen or nineteen out of twenty of of, of last week's results went my way. We start off in the Roma Energy All country Football League Division One Friday night. At, I'm looking here; it's seven thirty in Kilsallah over in Killec Kilsallah hosts in Killegary. Um, how do you see it going, Paul? i
1: let you have first dibs on this one. Thanks a, thanks a million. Uh, I'm going to go crush it out to win this game. David. You can't look past them. Second on the table. Um, We've only eight games out of nine. Looking very strong. Keelagari just struggling to win games. They're, they're 12th in the table. They've only got uh, the two wins under their belt in, in nine games. Just just doesn't make sense. I know they're missing a lot of players. Um, but that man we just heard from, Daryl Lovett has been playing well from Keen Riley. Is not going to be playing. I presume he's going to be tied up with his t- with the county. But I have to go with Killiga, or I have to go with Crisola on this one.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I I think Krsula have shown just a a, a panel of depth and a strength within the group that they can they can deal without the likes of James Smith and Paddy Lynch um throughout the the league, along with other players that that are still missing through injury. So um Krsula look like they're building and getting stronger as the year goes on. So and I still think that they'll they'll have enough to get over Kiligary here but um, yeah double, double vote of confidence for Krushala Gauna on Saturday night are hosting Kings Court at 6pm over in Gauna it's a home win for me on this one
1: yeah I'll go with you yeah.
0: oh, oh can I pull back
1: no yeah okay go on
0: should Jordan Morris be available now meet her out
1: oh we might see Jordan Morris make his debut that's going to be really interesting really interesting do you know what I think I might go to this game now uh,
0: i prior engaged I, I can't go to this game I can't yeah. game. but that would be now that yeah that changes it changes from a a, a fairly confident vote of um, of a guy in win to Jordan Morris is playing Jesus this might be the game of the weekend
1: yeah, that's it's going to be, that'll give Kingsford a huge lift if he plays. Um, I still, I'm still going to have to go with Garner because uh, we just don't know what Morris will be playing. Uh, and an unknown form, they're ahead of Kingsford. Now, obviously, Garner are missing county players uh, and they were missing, I think, Ryan Brady, still injured as well. But when they met last year in, in the semi final of the championship, Garner were much superior on the day, even though Kingsford hung in there until about 10 minutes in the second half. But Garner were the better team. Kingsford lost Paddy Mead that day and it kind of fell asunder after that. Yeah, so I'm going to go with Gourna, home advantage. But if, if Kingsford can go all the way to Garner and, and get a win there, then we'll have to say that Kingsford are back.
0: Yeah, you're right. We will. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll watch that one. Looking forward to seeing the report on that now next week. Um, OK, Calvin Gales hosting Lackin and Terry Kyle Saturday evening, 6 o'clock. Um, I'm going to have to go with a, a home win here as well.
1: Yeah, home win for me as well. The Gales have have won five in the, in the league and lacken have won three, so neither of them really turn up any any trees. But the Gales are sitting in fourth, and um, <coughs> there's a big chase and pack in behind them. It's it's the top three have have created some separation there between the rest, uh, but the Gales are are the pick of the rest of them at the minute. They're they're two teams that just meet so often. Like I, I remember Finba saying to me that I think he came in and made his debut for Lacken in around ninety six or ninety seven. He won a, he won an intermediate medal, I think, in ninety-seven. And in the following twenty years, he'd long career. In the following twenty years, he played the Gales eighteen times in championship football alone. Uh, which is amazing. And I think Lakin had never met uh Horn at all in the championship in that period. So it's amazing the way the draw comes out. They're two very familiar foes and generally the Gales have had the upper hand. You can remember the couple of championship games that were lacking have held the upper hand there might have been only one of them actually and yet there,
0: there, there is this kind of idea that lacking are bogey here for the Gales in the championship but yet they yeah. really seem to get over the line yeah
1: they've they've put it up to them a lot and they've had several draws and stuff like that but generally the Gales are too strong so the Gales at home no I think I think it would be a huge call to go for lacking. so I think the Gales to win that okay um, yeah, no,
0: on, you, on on that one with you. Um, next up, Killing Care against Castle Rahan. This is a big one because it's mid-table clash. It's up in Killing Care at 6pm. Both teams on seven points. Killing Care have a game in hand, but the winner of this kind of is giving themselves a little bit of a cushion away from the relegation zone.
1: Yeah, this is an interesting game here as well. When I, I invariably get the Castle Rahan game wrong. I've tipped them a few times in the loss and, and, and uh, uh, tipped them to lose a couple of times in the one. Yeah, it's just hard to get a handle on Castrian at the minute. Obviously, they're they're in a little bit of transition. Um, they're probably still coming to terms with the relegation from last year because it was a shock to the system to lose one of the absolute he- heavyweights of the senior championship to Go Down. That hadn't happened in Cavan in a long time, and uh, you know. <sighs> In the manner that it happened, was it just fell off a cliff, which made me think it was too bad to be true. It didn't make sense. It wasn't the typical decline of a team. It was so sudden that I think they're probably going to be better than people are giving them credit for uh, at the minute. Um, that said, Kill and Care are something of a success story in this Division One Championship. They have a game in hand. They're both on seven points. Their score difference tells you a lot. They're minus seven Uh haven't played eight games, one, three, lost four and drew one. So they're, they're the absolute, um, perfect example of a mid table team at the minute. They're seventh out of 13. And, uh, you know, for the games they have lost, it's a point or two here or there. Um, so this will be a big game for killing care. This will, this will give them, uh, a winning record. You could say overall in the division, if they can win it. And it, it, it might just bump them up. If Garner were to lose, it would bump them up, uh, well, they wouldn't. They wouldn't catch them on score difference. Actually, but it'd be joint on points in, w- with Garner if that fell their way. So, uh, and with the game in hand, Killing Care could even get a climb up the two games in hand over Ballon, yeah, at the minute, who are in fifth. So, it's t- uh, yeah, it's a big one. They played well against Rammer recently. I I, I might give Killing Care a nod here.
0: Yeah, I think I'm going to give Killing Care a nod here because I'm I'm just looking at Castle. Rahan, they're. Last two games, they lost heavily to Cavan Gales. I think 11 points to Cavan Gales. They lost then to Gauna, was it the week before, by six points. You know, Whereas Killing Care, last game was against Rammer, lost by a single point. It took a free deep into injury time and they drew with Killigary. So there should be a little bit more positive momentum with Killigary than with Castle Rahen. But having said that, Castle Rahen will be fancy in this game. They'll be coming up and saying, well, we're not going to let a team who maybe at the start of the year would have been ranked below us get ahead of us, but I, th- I think Killing Care at home might just have enough here I think they've got a forward line that that can cause Castle Ratton problems in terms of Emmett Fitzsimons in great form, Cian McGovern playing very well um, and Peter McCabe will always cause a defence trouble, so I'm going to give Killing Care a nod here, um, but it, it it's one of those ones you could very easily sit on the fence and call a draw because I don't think there's a lot between the sides at the moment.
1: No, there's not, there's not. But I'm um, I'm going to go with Killing Care too. I have to start different with, with you. I'm getting worried now that my predictions are too close to yours because that's a bad sign.
0: Okay, well here's one I don't think we're going to differ on because Hill are hosting Rammer United. Um, uh, it has to be in in Ra- Rammer's current form. It has to be a Rammer United win here, hasn't it?
1: Has to be, has to be. I'm not even gonna dwell on this one. If if managed to, to pull the upside here, we'll we'll talk about this at length next week. But uh, no, it's gotta be a rammer win. It's, it's top against bottom. Yeah. Eighteen uh, points against one in the table. Like there's a big gulf there there. Yeah, yeah, it looks like there is.
0: Final game then is in Ballyhays and they're hosting neighbours, Lara. This could be a tasty enough affair, but Ballyhays are a team with the form coming into this um into this match. But Lara they're starting to show a wee bit of, uh, well, Kresla beat them comfortably the last day out. But it it feels like something is torn in a little bit in Larry to beat hill the week before uh, by six or seven points um, of off memory. And, and then had a real dinger of a battle with killing care points. So, yeah, you'd expect here to get the win here on court form, though.
1: Yeah, if Bali has can maintain this this excellent run of form that they're on, like, they're a 0.45 score difference as well. like So they're not just winning games, but they're winning games with a bit in hand. They're running up big scores. Park Moore back there is a massive, massive boost for them. Um, Breen O'Rourke has been playing brilliant stuff as well. I think he, he got a call into the county panel off the back of his under-20 and, and club performances of late, which is which is brilliant for him. And Gary O'Rourke is on the county panel now as well. And made the 16 last week for the first time uh, I think for a championship match as well so uh, things are looking good at the minute for Bally Hayes. Uh and it's a local diary so you know anything can happen there but I think I'm going to go with Bally Hayes as well Yeah no I agree OK so we're
0: all the same in Division 1 let's hope that Division 2 will bring a bit of difference between a Saturday evening at 6 o'clock all of these games throw in at first of them is Knockbride hosting Drum Lane Nocbride, um Knockbride or oh, sorry, Lane have hit a wobble, and maybe the the, the bank holiday weekend might just do them a bit of uh, a favour to to break the negative momentum. But um, a few weeks ago, you'd have been back in Lane out the gate with this one. But mcbride seemed to have turned the corner as well, and and, and turned it up. That are one of the four wins from their ten games. Drumlane, who were sitting top of the table at one stage, is six win wins from their ten games. So. Not a huge gap between them in terms of of wins. It's only two of a difference. Um, I'm tempted to go for a home win here for for Pride. I've been going for home win so far, but I think Tremaine could turn the corner this weekend. I don't know. I might call a draw on this one.
1: Yeah, I think Notbraid need a win here really because they they had a good win against Cornerfend the last day, but they were on a major wobble uh, before that, like they, they they narrowly enough beat Bally McHugh. Then they were well beaten by Arva. I think they lost by a point to Cucullens. Uh They lost to Will in that run as well. It was a lavy game in that run as well where the, where the catastrophic concession of three goals hurt them that day. And then, then they beat um, Corner Fame, which was a good win. So a little bit disappointed with Bright at the minute. But as we said before, new management, and they're probably figuring things out. Um, I would have ranked Bright. Better than twelfth in Division Two, um, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a massive, massive season for them now. Um, whereas Tremblay, they're probably playing two far but they've lost the former a bit. But but you'd expect them to be up the t- upper end of Division Two, and they are. Uh, so, what are you calling here? A draw?
0: Yeah, I'm going to call a draw. That really split them definitively.
1: I'll go. I'll go with not bright for the home win here. Okay. I have faith in our Do you? So mm. Yeah, you're all
0: all faithful. Um, Ballyborah hosting Cualafeen. In Ballyborah, uh, Cualafeen had I gone on a great run there for a few weeks. Um, a couple of real big upsets. I, th- I think Knockbred's victory over them was, as you said earlier, a bit of a, a bit of a shock. Um, but the win over Drombane was so convincing, ten points of a difference. Between the sides, that it didn't make you say that, that you know they still while they were beaten by bright they still scored one fifteen, so it it wasn't a complete collapse. Um, well,
1: they've been scoring heavily of late. Like they have got two thirteen against Cowlings away, two nine against Beltorbit, um, two seventeen against Romain, What was it? One fifteen against Bright. So definitely that corner fade forward line, which wouldn't have been the strongest line in the team for the last few years, they've they're starting to find their range very much so there's a couple of good young forwards in there as well which is probably one of the big reasons uh, yeah look I have to, we have to go with corner well, I have to go with corner yeah. here Bailibert have been disappointed at the minute and the only scores
0: in their last two games is all Bailibert have put up yeah. nine scores yeah. in the game before it. One, one eight, one seven, eight uh, points
1: and we would have thought that Bailibert their strongest line tended to be the forward line the last couple of years with Gilson and Farrell and uh, argue when he was there The two argues um. Um. I'm forgetting players there as well. They had had some really nice forwards. Okay. Yeah. So it's not like them to be to be um, malfunctioning up front. So no, I think it it, it has to be uh, corner fan here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna give it a, a, an away win for a change this week. Uh, Butlers Bridge hosting Lavi. Um. This is a very interesting one because it you know you you don't know exactly what's coming out. Lavi Down County players. Butlers Bridge Down County players. Um, John Fitzpatrick is definitely gone at this stage. I, I I went to the airport just to say goodbye, because um, <laughs> <laughs> I miss him. I miss him already when he's when he's gone. Um, no, class class player and you know take Finton most likely not not available to play. Quivin O'Reilly not available to play. John Fitzpatrick, that they're three huge players out out of the Butlersbridge side. But then take out Jerry Smith, Chris Conroy. And you've huge players missing. Peter Smith has come into form. Shane Terry looks like he's coming back to form. And Lavi look like they've got over the the the, the early season Lavi slump, which is almost the annual slump of Lavi before the rise happens. So
1: like, I think they only had one win from the first six games, Lavi. And I think that might have been the first day out. Uh, yeah, sounds right. Against, against then, and they would have picked up three wins on from their last four. Uh, maybe the two wins in the first six, the three wins from the last four now. Sort of climbing up the table, like they're they've sort of bottomed out against the Cullens, and now they're at in the last four games, they've they've beaten uh, not Bride, Bailey Baron, but and right. lost lost the corner fan. So, lost. Uh, oh, the big corner of fame I'm sorry, the, the big corner fan did that, yeah,
0: yeah,
1: big corner fans, big uh, lost oh, to lost, lost to Bailey and beaten up Bride and Bailey that was it, yeah, um, yeah. So, th- look, this is what Lavi tend to do is just idle along and, and find a form for a championship, they're masters of that, uh. Yeah, big game this. I think I'm, I think I'm going to give Lavi the nod. I know they don't have their county players, but uh, yeah, I'm going to go. Ah, am I? Yeah, I am. Yeah, I'm going to go with Lavi for for an upside away from home.
0: Yeah, I'm torn on this one. I, I I've already called a draw in the division. Um, I'm reluctant to call a second one, but I think I'm going to go with it. I I I, I can't really separate them. I, I, I I think, yeah, no. I'm just going to go with the draw. I can't separate. Yeah. Them. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't see who's going to get the win here. Um,
1: yeah. The coin, I think, is going to get the win there.
0: <laughs> the, coin, the coin is definitely going to beat me anyway. In Division two.
1: Going <laughs>
0: um, unless there's two draws up, um, which is highly unlikely. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, no. I go with the draw. Go with the draw on it. Shercock against Beltor, but I can't go for a draw on this one as much as I <laughs> as much as I'm tempted to do so. Um, Shercock looking at their the recent form here, um, where are we going, Shercock? Yeah, well, a, a win, good win against Kuholans. And Kuholans are well on strength in terms of personnel, still missing a lot of players. Um,
1: Shercock are always a, always a team. This might be a stereotype. Shercock are always a team that's pretty good in a tight game. Like they're they're a sticky team. They're hard to beat. Like we saw them beating Mullahorn there by a point. Um. They're generally pretty hard to beat, but that hasn't always been the case this season. They've lost a couple of close ones, like they lost in Green Bay Point as well. So um, they've been up and down, in Shercock. They got they got off to a flying start as they've done in the last couple of leagues, uh, but now they find themselves in eighth place, five wins, four losses, and a draw. Their score difference is plus two, so they've been pretty much the standard mid-table outfit at the minute. So this is a big game for Shercock. Um, yeah, well, I let you call this one.
0: It's not going to be a high-scoring game with lots of the oh. form of both sides. So it, it, when it comes down to the nitty-gritty, you, you know Enda Henry's going to deliver for Bill Torbett. Carroll and Sean Clark, um are two, and Owen Morrissey, three scorers that, that can do it. But are they as good in a tight situation as Enda Henry? It's It's very hard to know. I think the home advantage might just be enough to get them over the line. But this is going to be genuinely because it's going to be a low scoring game it has to be a tight game it can't be a 6-7 8 point mm. game mm. for anybody so it's going to be it's going to be close and I think you're right in those tight games Shercock are good So are Bill Torbett, though like Bill mm. love a dog fight so yeah. this is this is going to be an arm wrestle from start to finish I'll give Shercock the nod because I can't go for the draw again
1: but well <laughs> I'm going to go I'm going to go with Bill Torbett to oppose you here but I think this I agree with you, this will be tight
0: okay um Next up, we have Drumgoon hosting Ku Hollands, who are going through an awful run of form. Um at the minute, Coo Hollands, considering consider what you would expect generally from K Hollands. They're they're not where you expect them to be, but they're still down a lot of bodies. Um what are they now? Mid table, sixth in the table, five wins. Um yeah, I'm not I'm not too sure of on this one. What do you think?
1: Yeah, Kuholans have, have been very up and there in this division. Like like they opened with a with four eleven to one one to beat Bally McHugh the first day. And they looked like they were gonna tear this division apart. They had a big win against Piltor, but as well, big win against Lavi, like they hit three ten in both those games. And it looked like Kuholans, you know, with the fo- firepower that they have were gonna tear teams apart, but they've completely lost their way, be it through injuries or loss of form or what. So you know, that makes them vulnerable. It makes it a hard game to win. Uh Trangoon is always a tricky place to go to. Uh,
0: Trangoon's
1: last two games at home. Won. I'm going to give Coochollens the vote. Yeah, Trumgoon are, are always good at home, but I'm going to give Coochollens the vote here. Uh, but this will tell us a lot about where Coochollens are at. If they can go down to Boyle Park and get a win, um, then they're not going too badly, in fairness. But uh, it's, it's going to be a big ask, but I'm going to go Coochollens on this one.
0: I'm going to give Joe Goon the nod on this one. I, I, and Boyle Park being the deciding factor for me. On top of the fact that the Cert is going, and I know that like Philip Schmidt has been playing midfield, Torek Farley's been playing centre forward for them. They haven't had Evan Doughty. Um, and with the two, um, Smith and Farley, both doing Cert, I'd imagine they won't play this weekend. So, I think that that's going to be too much for Kuhans to be able to take, in terms of a, a dip in the number of players that they're missing or a drop in the number of players they're missing to um to go to Boyle Park and get the win. So I'm going to I'm going to give Trungun the nod here. I think they might just get over the line with with all the external factors that are contributing to it. So yeah, I'm going to I'm going to go with the Goonies for this one. So don't let me down now, whatever he's Um Then taking on Arva in cross Den's got the first win of the season in their last outing. Um, I'm trying to think who that was against the beast. Ballamacue over in Balamacuew, three goals and eight to one-seven. Um Arvado with with a really good win over Drumgoon in Arva, 21 points scored. They're scored freely. Barry Donnelly seems to be um, a huge addition to that forward line. Johnny McCabe from what i have been told, just making everything click around there. Then the addition, Colonel Shorten is playing really well, injury-free. Still haven't got Kevin Boucher fully back yet. Holla played, I think I'm right in saying against Rangoon but they, they seem to be, they seem to not only have got back up to the level that they were two years ago, but they may have actually gone a level above it. I think Arva, Arva, it's going to be hard to look past the victory for Arva on this one.
1: Well, like you talk about experience, like, like, there's an awful lot of that Arva squad who won an intermediate championship and lost the final the year before. Like now They were very unlucky when the year they went to senior with the draw that they got. Because I always thought that that Arva team were one team that could have consolidated in senior. Yeah. Um, but it didn't happen for them and they just went through a spiral after. I think a lot of the problem with Arva was they were a long number of years on the go and it just sort of got a little bit burnt out. I think that was the biggest problem. But they've certainly bottomed out now at junior. Like, in my opinion, Arva are one of the strongest groups of players to be in junior football in a long time. They've got a senior standard forward line. There's probably seen teams in the senior championship who would swap a lot of their forwards for the Arva forwards, if they're honest. So then, I, I don't know, managerial turmoil there. The manager that had the, the guy from Thuron part of company with them a while ago. Um, yeah, I just I just think then are probably going to put all their eggs in one basket and try and win the playoff. Uh, so I think Arva, on all known form, Arva are ahead of them.
0: Yeah, I think so too. I think so. We'll we'll keep it low side on that one. We'll book them for Arva. Final game then is Mullerhorn against Ballon Um This can be a, a feisty enough derby and there's not a huge gap between the sides like there may have been in in in, in uh, bygone days. Ballon haven't beat been beaten by then. Now, Barry McHugh have a huge amount of injuries. I've been told at the moment they're 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 decimated. So Mullerhorn have to take advantage this weekend. I, I if if Mullaghorn don't win this, when Barry McHugh aren't at full tilt, um, there'll be there'll be there'll be uh, inquests around Mullerhorn
1: There will be. But you know what? Uh, if someone asks me how how are Mullerhorn going? If I bumped into someone from outside the country and said, how are Mullerhorn going? I, I would probably say, oh, not great. Like, struggling along there. They're second in the table. There's no games in hand or anything like that. They're they're joint second with Jermaine. They're ahead of them on score difference by by about 10 points on score difference. So, uh, we're holding Mullerhorn to a high enough standard here. If it was some of these other teams down the table who were up in second, we'd probably be saying they're having a great year. So, Mullerhorn still still the masters of winning tight games when it really comes to it. And, uh, I know they're missing Killian Brady and Cormac Riley, for a lot of the league as well, which be two huge players for them. Uh, I think it's a local diary, this, but I, I couldn't see Mullerhorn slipping up here. No. I think, they, I think they'll win that. I think so too. I agree.
0: Okay, moving on then to the Kite Power Tech All-County Football League Division 3. Uh, Red Hills hosting Kilgarry B on Saturday night at 6 o'clock. Um, Red Hills in current form. I'm going to predict three goals minimum.
1: And a win for Red for Hills. Yeah, well, Red Hills have really torn this around. Like, incre- It's incredible. We talk about it every week now, and we, we'll keep talking about it until the run is over. But if you look at the scores Red Hills have put up the last few weeks: 3-12 against Swad, 3-15 against Marinugent, 3 three fourteen against Kilishander. That was particularly impressive. 5-14 against Kildallan. Because if you look at where they were coming from before that, they got seven points against Trumbley the week before that. Um, They also got three goals against Mahara. You can't read too much into that. They beat Coral 13-10 away, which was, a, which was a a real tough evening for Red Hills. They were lucky to come away from Coral with the win. And they got three goals against Templeport as well. So Red Hills have shown an ability to get goals. They got two against Kill as well. Um, certainly they've hit top form the last couple of weeks. be it's just you know, it's a numbers game and they just are struggling. They're probably taught to be able to do a little bit better in this division, but it's, it's probably a learning curve for everyone involved there. So it has to be Red Hills for me.
0: Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. Like R- Red Hills are in fifth position on the table at the minute, 14 points equal on points with, with Kill, who are in fourth, just ahead of them, a score difference. So, you know, Red Hills will be looking at this as we get down into the final three games of the league. They want to get that score difference turned over and they want to win the last three games to make sure that they get into that semi-final spot because their late run here has been, has been very impressive, but it still hasn't guaranteed them a semi-final spot. So, um, I'd imagine we see another good performance from Red Hills this weekend giving them
1: the win. The Only two teams in that division have won more games than Red Hills, and that's the top two. Like yeah. you know, the three losses there, there's a few teams with draws. Kill have got had two draws and that's just keeping them level on points for Red Hills. So look, they have momentum. Uh so it counts for a lot, but but they'll get another two points this again, I think. Yeah.
0: Drone hosting Swan Barr um in Strong GA ground six o'clock um on Saturday. Just yeah, like drung stuck in mid-table um with six or sorry, uh, five wins and two draws. Swan and Bar just below them with four wins and one draw. So not a huge amount between the sides here, but drung are showing enough that they're they should get, get over the line against Swan and Bar this weekend. Although I'm just I heard from a reliable source that Chris Thorne will be back for championship but will he be back just for championship or will we start to see him the next few weeks but I'm going on, on the assumption that we won't see him until championship and I think that could be a difference enough of a, a difference to guarantee a, a, a drum win here Kilon and Tiernan O'Reilly playing well um their their heart stopped at this level
1: mm. yeah I agree I have to go with Jung there as so. well
0: um Mike Nugent are away to Mucha Connacht. This is a, a, another dinger of a derby. Uh much Connacht. Kind of hard to get over the line um against Mahara last week. I know the, the result isn't up on um on the the website, but I think it was only three or four points in this uh last week.
1: Yeah, much of did, did beat uh did beat Killisando there. Um and they beat yeah, they beat Mather by two points, that's right. Um and they beat Killishandra the round before that. Beating Mather by two wouldn't be very good form in fairness, no disrespect to matter Um this is a very hard game to call, so I'm gonna to have to ask you to call it force them in. I mean this is third again against sixth, uh, two points between them and a massive local derby. Um I'm right in saying it's a massive local derby. Yeah. Yeah. Oh
0: yeah, definitely, definitely. Oh, yeah. remember
1: the Blackwater. Yes, yeah, yeah and you know, stone's throw from each other.
0: I, I'd, I haven't seen enough of either side in, in the last couple of years to make a, a definite call on it. Your friend, um,
1: your, your who's, your, it? your, who's this
0: going to be now? <laughs> your prodigy from, your prodigy from
1: my uh, new, oh, Craig, Craig, yeah.
0: Craig, I seen the last day out, I think he scored eight points. Mm. Um, outstanding performance and, and adding to a forward line, that's already strong. Like that, between Adam Rehill and Kieran Caffrey and the Brunton's. I think there's another Brunton uh, after coming through. that I see an O'Sheen Brunton um, on the list? Again, I can only imagine full of pace, lots of running, um, uh, dropping bombs around the place. So there's there's a lot of quality in that Manugent side. Um, much of Connor for me is unknown. The only thing I, I'm pretty sure of is O'Shea. Um, Endo Shea is is excellent on freeze. You know he's 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 the the, the modern version of a not so old man, but the way McCabe used to be, you could rely on him. Endo Shea seems to fill that void um, for Mucha Um I'm gonna go up my Nugent on this one just to get over the line. The fact that it's it's a home game for Munch of Conat, I think they'll tighten it up. But I think my Nugent might just get get the edge on it.
1: I'll have to oppose you because it's such a tight game that it's it's a hard one to call. Um Muncha are at home, so yeah, that's attractive to me. I want to go Muncha Okay. Um Kil
0: hosting Killishandra. Um this is an interesting one. I, I was speaking to a Killishandra man today actually earlier on and, and I was just kind of saying well, what's going on. And he just said, Look at this, it's a very, very much an aging team. There's a lot of lads with a lot of miles on the clock, a lot of a lot of sort of wear and tear injuries that are causing problems. And, you know, they're they don't have a a huge influx of underage talent coming through. And he was saying to me that he, he fears that Kilishandra could be down at the, the middle to the bottom end of division three for, for a few years to come. So that kind of knocked the stuffing out of me because I expected big things from Kilishandra this year.
1: They're in intermediate championship semi final last year. So you don't get there by accident. Like, they won a few games in the, in the intermediate and they were proven hard to beat. They came up against a very good, bad his team in the semi final. Um, vast experience in the team, but yeah, it depends what way you look at it. One man's terrorist is another man's freedom fighter. One man's experienced player is another man's player with a lot of miles in the clock. Yeah. So, yeah, they should be doing better. I don't care what anyone says. Kilashander, the, the proven quality they have there, they, they should be doing better than they are. But Form is temporary and class is permanent. So I'm going to go with Killeshandra. I, I think that I'm going to give them the nod to bounce back. They've they've been a durable bunch now for a long number of years. So I don't think they'll they'll fold the tent that easily.
0: Okay, I, I I'll oppose you on that one. I'll I'll, I'll go with Kil Shamrocks um, because I think that they have momentum. They're fourth in the table. They're proud. They're fighting for more than Kill or fight or than Killishandra are fighting for. I think. Promotion is you know three games away. It, it'll take a lot of results for them to make up the four points that would that it would take to get into a, a semi final spot. So, I I think that when it comes down to it, needs are greater for Kill on this occasion. So I'll, I'll give them the nod. Um, Shannon Gale's hosting in um obviously Jason McLaughlin missing, Neville O'Donnell missing. Rean, Rean um, O'Neill missing. Ryan O'Neill on the other side missing. Um, I don't know on this one. I'm, I'm, like, Kildallan are literally. Uh, I was going to say, uh, yeah, I was going to use a different word, but they're very poor. They're very poor lately. Um, I
1: have but, to know what this other word was.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was, I, I was going to go terrible. Uh, and 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 then I said I'll, I'll I'll hold back a little bit. I thought it was a wee bit harsh, but there there's definitely no consistency to Kildallan other than when Ryan O'Neill is fit to play. They they are probably fifty percent a better team.
1: Yeah, uh, it looks that way. Yeah, it does.
0: So I I I I probably go with Shannon Gales on this one. Although they're they're not playing well either. Like they're
1: Shannon Gales are playing desperate. They've won they've won win out of, out of ten games in this division and. So they're playing really bad. I see the Mo and Mixi show has, has uh gone on tour to to the mainland. I think the boys are out in the or somewhere like that. That mightn't bode well for this local derby either. That doesn't bode uh, well.
0: That doesn't no, but, in fact, uh, but in fact it sounds great, but not, <laughs> not
1: for football. <laughs> um, I'm still gonna go with Shannon Gales though. Um it's a home game. Um and Kildallan minus Ryan uh <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a coin toss this one, but I'm gonna go with Shannon Gales.
0: Yeah, I, I'm going to go Shannon Gale too and one of the reasons is uh, Cuevin McGovern should be coming back getting gradually better as as the time goes on here so um, he might just be enough to get Shannon Gale's over line on this one. Um, okay, final one of the weekend no, sorry, second last one of the weekend is Corla hosting Mahara. Um, <sighs> this, this is one Mahara definitely going to be targeting but Corla, I think I'm right in saying they have three wins from the last four games, is it? Or two wins from the last three games? They
1: have two wins. Uh, yeah, they have two wins. <sighs> Traditionally, this has been the, the clash in the last nine or 10 years, probably between the bottom and second bottom in this division. That has often been the way. Shannon Gales are now second bottom. Mahar is still bottom. And like this is the best Mahara team we've seen in years. And yet they've lost 10 out of 10 with a score difference of minus 90 odd. Uh, so, Mahara still a bit of drift down there. This their first win is going to lead to more wins. I think they've shown that they're they're well able to compete with a lot of teams in this division. But the first win is is a hard one to get. Even a draw would be a big thing. Um, yeah, this is the
0: this is one. This is a difficult one for Corla though. Like they're they're expected to win this one, and there's not too many games in the division that they're expected to win. Now they, they you know they pulled an upset against Shannon Gales, but it was by no means a fluke. Um and then against Killigari I think they were comfortable enough winners. But this creates a whole different kind of psyche for Corla, who come in as on the dogs in eighty percent of their games. So you're I you just wonder how that'll play with, with, with Corla this weekend. Like Mahra, Ryan Tobin and Michael Muldoon. Are two quality players. They're they're, you know, they're good enough to make I'd say any junior team in the county. Um and there's a few more with Maha. I'm gonna give Corla the nod, the home win and the long journey, all that will, will feed into the home venue, I mean, will feed into a Corla win. What I I just I wouldn't be terribly surprised if this is the first win that we see from Maha in a long time.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a winnable game for Mara. It definitely is. Um Mara I haven't played Killegarry B yet, have they? No. Like no. that's going to be a very winnable game. Have they played Shannon Gales? Um I'm not, yes. I'm not sure. Um I think those games.
0: I hate to have played Shannon Gales, but
1: I can't Today the, the loss to Shannon Gales by, by five points. Um again, that was a long trip down, and that was a ver- that was a game where you, you would have said, look. This is a game that Mahra can actually go and win here. It's the only game Shannagel's have won in the division. Uh Killigary's the next most winnable game and Korda Corda is the next most winnable game. Um so Mahra will be targeting this. If the, if this game was in Mahra, it might have been the first time ever on the podcast that we've tipped Mahra to win a match. But Yeah. Can't do it. Can't can't tip Mahra to go to to go all the way down to Korda and beat a Korda team who who are putting in the work and, and uh are better than we've seen in the last few years, I think. So no, I think I have to go with I Have to go with Corla.
0: Okay, final game of the weekend. They're holding this round until Sunday. It's Drummalee going down to West Calvin to take on Templeport. Number one in the table, taking on number two. Um, it's at half one. This this is gonna be an interesting one.
1: Yeah, I, I'll go with Templeport for the home win here, but they they're the two best teams in the division. Uh, no doubt about that. Temporport have 10 wins out of 10, uh, but Drumley are also unbeaten. 8 wins and 2 draws out of 10. Um, they're definitely the two best teams in the division to date and I think it has to make us a great game, but I I think Temporport are the strongest team in that division. I think they'll prove it this again, but th- this, is a, this is a proper top of the table clash between a really good Templeport side and a Drummalee side who have clearly put in a lot of effort because they've really righted the ship and they're on the way back up now after a couple of disappointing seasons.
0: Like For Templeport, just looking at the table, 10 wins from 10 games, 20 points. I think that guarantees them uh, a top four spot because uh, Kill Shamrocks or Red Hills can only hit 20 points and I think their score difference is, is superior. Um, for Drummalee, to hit that twenty points, it it it's guaranteed. Actually, both of them will make the semi final spots either way, and a win for Drumolly would would give them a guarantee at least second spot in the table here. So, um, yeah, I think. Ah, oh, do you know what I've been? I've been tipping Drumolly, and it's been going well lately. But this is this is a different level, and I think Templeport. Templeport have real, real good quality forwards. Like it's the best forward line. are going to be coming up against in this, in this group, in this division. Um, and their back will has to be on top of their game.
1: Well, like this, Damien. Like, if you're a neutral, um, and you're asked to, to rank your top sides in the junior championship, I think there's a, yeah, there's a, drum, are probably. I think based on this form, like they're probably
0: forward, fifth, fifth. fourth,
1: fifth, sixth, in around in the junior championship. I actually think Templeport are. 4th, 5th, 6th around in the Intermediate Championship based on what they showed last year I know there's some very good teams in the Intermediate but I think Templeport showed enough last year coming off winning that long delayed junior final and going in and getting a couple of big results I think Templeport are, are going places so I think Liam Galligan was supposed to um, to move away travelling or something like that and now he's not he's going to be around like he's a brilliant player so yeah, yeah, I, I'm going to go with Templeport.
0: My heart, my heart is is telling me, Jesus, don't, don't, don't doubt your own boys. But, um, my head is saying Templeport. You being my head at the moment when you're looking at them. There is a there is a gap in in the rankings, on the power rankings, anyway, in my head. So I'll go with Templeport here. But I hope above all times, I really, really hope I'm wrong on this one. But we'll see. Okay, folks, thanks very much for listening to the McAvoy Supervalue GA podcast. As I said, don't forget to check out our diehard service over on patreon.com forward slash wearecaven for all of the content, including the Martin McHugh interview. And to Paul Fitzpatrick, very best of luck. To the coin, very best of luck. And we'll have our prediction results next week.
2: Yes, it was great. Yes, it was great. Yes, it was great stuff.
0: And Larry has put
2: it over the bar. It was hard, fast football after that. You're in carven, nice Yeah. Was there a feeling that that might have been a chance for Cavan to get come back into the big time? And then the K, it's over the lap, and Cavan are not buried yet. Cavan doing
1: all they could to hold their lead.
2: To Derek McDonough, what a goal! Oh, yes! And over the bar, and
3: Cahill. What a day he is having! Oh, this is brilliant by Cavan!
2: Dandy legged farmers walking the roads near Virginia. How
3: are you? How you?